Welcome to the BS Show. I'm your host, as always, Timothy Farr, and on the couch, I have the illustrious Curtis. Ooh, illustrious. I didn't know I upgraded to illustrious. Sure. I don't even know what that word means. I don't either. <laughs> it just sounds good. Yes. <laughs> and the delicious Drew, who is a yes. little under the weather. I thought you like reached up and muted him <laughs> as he was trying to say <laughs> hi. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was turning you up. Oh. Uh, yeah, Drew is a little under the weather, so he is on Discord and dealing with uh, a very, well, not very pregnant, but a pregnant wife. Yep, and a sick baby, and sick wife, and me sick also, thanks to my uh, <laughs> lovely and wonderful sister, Kylie. If you're listening, I know you're not, <laughs> uh, but uh, you suck. <laughs> uh, now I'm actually going to just pull that quote out and have that as our promo. <laughs> Thank you. I'll also use it in my stream as some sort of alert. <laughs> Kylie, you suck. Kylie, you suck. <laughs> Kylie, you suck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it is a lovely day outside today. We're recording on, uh, what is it, October 15th, 16th? That, 16th, yep. And 16th, and it is beautiful outside. Yeah, uh, finally. And we're inside <clears throat> doing a podcast. So that makes sense. That tracks. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of annoying to take all this stuff outside i can record on the laptop well yeah but it's still annoying yeah because then it'd be like birds and stuff yeah weird background yeah, noise fuck <laughs> birds and if sirens go off or a cop car yeah, rolls, a cop by. rolls by or and someone man. decides to honk at somebody taking or their sweet ass time turning into the neighborhood right <laughs> or just be bad audio yeah it would be or entertaining whatever i don't care it's my show. <laughs> like, if you listen to uh, the middle of the groomsmen's vows, there's a whole lot of background noise oh, going yeah. on there. <laughs> How many people are actually watching you guys? Uh, there's a handful. Uh, I want to say two or three were watching us in the peanut gallery. And then people kept walking in and out. Mm. Kate shows up a few times. Yeah. And you're like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was the first time I recorded with the laptop, and it turned out great. Yeah. So I can nice. travel with the pod. Yep, the audio travel is pretty pod, good. travel pod, the travel pod, brought to travel you by. poon. I always just imagined that you were gonna have like a second studio out of the trunk of your car, and you would just be like recording in the back of your car. That was you had Frank. It would be so easy, yeah, to do that. Yes. <laughs> you could fit a whole server in the back of Frank, but I mean, you true. could literally just record inside of Frank. Well, it's not, yeah, first of all, first of all, it's not Frank anymore. It is always oh Frank. yeah, it's Valentine. I forgot. Valentine. I you have the your... title now. It's official. It'll always be Frank. Okay. <laughs> you and your bullshit, Curtis. <laughs> my bullshit. I, I my yeah. canon is Frank Valentine. Okay. That's my I'm okay. I, I'm I'm for it. Because I, I originally sounds like a detective. It does. Right. Well and it is a cop car, so the name fits. Well that's why I named him Frank. Frank Drebin is naked gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh that's why I named him Frank and I was like, Oh that that is perfect. Yeah, and, that tracks. And then Valentine from Fallout. We've talked about that before. Fallout Four. Yes. So, so he's Frank Valentine. Yep. The detective. <laughs> detective Frank Valentine. <laughs> you just gave him a last name. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Valentine. <laughs> oh man. Uh. So my life is in complete disarray and chaos. So how about yours? <laughs> uh. I have a transmission in pieces on my mother's garage floor. So, yeah, about the same. 
That's sweet. That's only been kind of like weighing on me the past week. Um, what transmission is it? It's Justin's transmission, an Allison 1000, which is one of the easiest transmissions to rebuild. It's just tedious, mm-hmm. and occasionally you need tools, and I figured I'll just be able to rent tools from O'Reilly's or AutoZone. Not the case. Really? Not the tool that I needed. Oh, of course. Yeah. There was, and I, I'm literally going to need it for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's the it's case. always the way and it so goes. Justin had to buy one. Luckily, like... We could have gone to Walmart and bought it for like 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. Found one on Amazon for 25. Heck so we're yeah. like, let's just wait a few days and save 100 bucks. Right. Yeah. Um, what vehicle is this? Uh, it's his diesel, his big black truck. Oh. Yeah. It's up on jack stands, and he's been driving that POS Red Ford. <laughs> well, what happened to the transmission? Why did it need a rebuild? Mm, uh, nothing happened. It's just he's wanting to actually build up the truck. And the transmission is kind of the weak spot, like at least stock. Okay. Because it's only rated for like 500 horsepower. Woof. Yeah. I mean, for a stock transmission, that's pretty good. But But it's still a diesel? Mm Mm-hmm. A diesel? A diesel transmission. Yeah, it should be way more. Yeah. Yeah, when we're done, it's going to be rated for about 1,000 horse. Nice. Nice. Yep. I think Sally's transmission is rated for like 1,000 or mm-hmm. something crazy. Like, a lot of people run the stock transmission. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that truck is 2003, so. Oh, I didn't know that was oh, okay. that old. Yeah, it's an old truck. <coughs> so, back in the day, 500 was actually a pretty solid number. Right. But, yeah. No, that's like that a Honda. That tracks. Go ahead. I was going to say that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a Honda Civic now. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Honda Civic transmissions are good for up to 500 horsepower. Dude, it <laughs> the power, uh, the gasoline power. Oh, I can't think of the right word. Um, they just keep competing with each other and raising these horsepowers. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's good because they went into a little slump like back in the late 2000s. Really, it started in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, with the oil crisis and uh, the emission stuff that the government forced on all these cars where you have like, you know, a 7 liter V8 making, you know, 120 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, how is that even mathematically possible? How'd but we did get, it. Yeah, how'd you guys <laughs> screw that up so bad? <laughs> like even uh, the Trans Ams of the 80s mm-hmm. had like 200 horsepower. Yeah, and they were like, these cars are so fast. And it's like They got progressively worse even in the 90s because remember how much fucking horsepower my Mustang had? Right. <laughs> got that car. I, it's it, like 200 stock. Yeah. That's uh, what my uh, fucking Civic V8. Had. It's like, how's it, how, how did you get it this low? <laughs> how? Uh, I think the Mustang, which is fascinating about that engine, the 4.6, which is what Frank Valentine has. Uh, yeah. Uh, the P.I., and the Mustang GT of that same era have the same horsepower. It's mm-hmm. like 250 yeah, it's horsepower. So stupid. <laughs> and my old Civic had just as much horsepower and got yep. like 30 miles of the gallon. <laughs> right. My mom's uh, 2001 V6 Mustang has 190 horsepower. My 2003 Cavalier had 140 with a four cylinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now the yeah. four cylinder turbo EcoBoost Mustang has like 300. Mm hmm. Ugh. It's crazy. It's bonkers. Cars are just amazing now. Yeah. And they're going to screw it all up by going EV. Stupid jerks. Yeah, fuck you, EV people. <laughs> keep keep it to your garage. I don't need it in mine. Unless right. you're going to buy me one. 
for sure. I plan on not buying a new car for a while. Yeah. Unless I get promoted. That's part of my chaos. Anything else going on? Work stuff. And other than last night, us staying all staying up until one in the morning playing back for blood. That's yeah. Those are that's my bright spot. That was <laughs> that was fun. It was tragic, but it was fun. Uh, yeah. You couldn't have told me a couple years ago that I'd be 36, still playing video games in my basement until one, one in the morning. morning. <laughs> uh, what is life? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The moment that I had a kid, I was like, I'm definitely going to be staying up until I, <laughs> until like one or two in the morning playing video games as I'm, an older adult because children are ridiculous. Yeah, go into it. And cause you to stay up. Yeah. So What's your life? We're, uh, we're dealing with more teething right now. Uh, Me too. His two front teeth are now uh, poked through. They're just like... Not fully descended, so you can't see them very well. Um, but he, uh, God, it also sounds like I'm talking about his nuts. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that happens later. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Um, but he's he's doing good, and you know, Schaefer is finally getting over the whole morning sickness thing for the most part. Oh, that's good. But now she is at the stage where all food in general smells bad. And it's really starting to piss me off because it's like, I just made you food. And she's like, that smells horrible. I don't want it. And then she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, you're losing weight. Fix it. And I'm like, here, I made you this food. This will fix the weight problem. It smells bad. I don't want it. So it's just like this obnoxious cycle of idiocy (laughs) that is being pregnant. Really glad about uh, a woman, and I can't, you know, I can't blame her because she has no control over what's happening right now. It's the baby that's doing it to her. But now I'm like, this definitely has to be a girl because this did not happen with Forrest, and it's it's all superstition, but it's what it feels like. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah. So is what that it... like true superstition, or is that just your superstition? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Asked and answered? Question mark. Yeah. It's. It's hard to say no to either of those things because, you know, while it is my superstition, other people hold the same, the that's, same thought. I mean, that's process. what I was asking: is if like other people have had that thought, like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, when a woman's pregnant with a boy, it's more like this, and when they're pregnant with a girl, it's like that. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Like a lot of people have their ideas of what makes you think it's going to be a girl. Usually, I've heard when it's a girl, it's worse in the beginning and better towards the end. And oh. then with a, with a boy, it's the opposite. Interesting. So, uh, I don't know. It's uh, ridiculous. We're also, yeah, like I said earlier, we're all sick right now because my lovely sister's child, my nephew, Tig, uh, was sick. And, you know, of course, why would you ever tell your brother who has a pregnant wife and a one-year-old uh, that your kids are sick. Why, you know, why would you ever say anything about that before they come to visit? Right. So, I mean, why don't, that's what I don't understand is like, if you're sick, don't go around people. I don't understand that, why that's like such a hard concept for people. Right. Especially, Especially people now. with kids, dude. They'll just like bring their kids to whatever and they'll be like, their nose is like just a waterfall 
and they come up to you and kids are gross and they are affectionate. So they'll just like smile at you and then wipe all of their snot on your clothes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, thanks. Awesome. Great. Sweet. Now I have germs everywhere. So, Mm, yeah. Germs. I texted her today and I was like, hey, next time you, uh, you have a sick child and we're planning on coming, definitely tell me before I, I leave my house because I was like, I honestly would have rather missed all of last weekend's festivities to not be sick right now. For sure. And uh, He's like, sorry, we didn't think about it. Okay. To reiterate, this isn't COVID. No, this is not COVID. Not yeah. even close. Yeah, I, I feel like you always have to say that now. Yeah. <laughs> when you get sick well, it's for true. such a long time it was like is there sick that is not covid like we didn't know yeah. like right. can you be sick with something else that's not covid for while we're in a pandemic right yeah it's some sort of like virus similar to the cold it may just be a cold but for a baby that's not fun no uh so colds aren't fun anyway no it's true but you know we can deal with it a lot better because we've had time to uh Figure that kind of stuff out. Well, so. and you can also self-medicate. Take NyQuil it's true. whatever. Tylenol. Babies are just like, I can only take Tylenol out. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun. That's exciting. Yep. Mm-hmm. What else is Wonderful. going on? I what mean, else is going on? Not that that's mm. nothing. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about last time on the pod... Uh, I had a discussion with my boss about oh, yeah, a raise, yeah. and uh, I talked to him last week, and he was like, yeah, I've been kind of, quote-unquote, annoying the crap out of my boss about it, and she finally t- basically told me to stop asking about it because it is now being brought to the board, or it's been brought to the board, and the board is reviewing it along with the budget. Excuse me. So... <clears throat> um. I still, I still have high hopes uh, that it's going to go the direction that I would like. Um, not only because I think it's becoming painfully obvious to them that uh, the job that we do is far more important than they originally realized, but also because cost of living has skyrocketed. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, people will not stay if you don't give them a proper raise. So, right. looking forward to seeing what that number is in January. Yeah, I went to the grocery store this morning and spent seventy dollars, and it did not feel like I got seventy dollars worth of groceries. Yeah, I know. It never feels like that anymore. Yeah, it's like wow. Even when I go to Aldi, I'm like, this is some of this shit is expensive, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it it, it really yeah. Yeah, I hate grocery shopping. It is awful. Mm-hmm. Especially since I'm trying to eat a little bit more um, because muscles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just spending more money. And it's like, cool, 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 cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to try and eat healthy, it's just so expensive that how do you not go to Taco Bell? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to use I'm gonna use an old meme because this is hilarious. Uh, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted something similar a couple months ago. It was like, maybe we should have called the coronavirus the Obama virus so people would wear their mask. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> yeah. It's 
2008 all over again. <laughs> or 10 or whatever the fuck that was. Oh, God. Uh, awful. Holy um, shit. 2010 was 11 years ago. Yeah, dude. We're old. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially me. I Holy always... shit. I graduated high school <laughs> over 10 years oh, ago now. <laughs> don't even start. Don't even start, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in three years, will be Fine. my 20th. It's a good number, though. Is it? Is yeah, it? it's a good Is number. It? Is it? <laughs> um, I always start to get weird in the fall because I'm like, oh, God. Once after December, it's four months until my birthday, and that's the 37. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be the big old 3-0 in January. Ooh. What are we doing? Yep. Are we partying? Big 30 party? Dirty 30? I think I want to have just some dudes over, which includes you dudes, and uh, it it might be cold, but we can deal with it mm-hmm. and just, like, smoke some meat. Nice. I'm for it. Water slides, too? Can we do water slides? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have a good hill in my backyard, so. It sounds do. better than my 30th. I built a deck on my 30th. I don't remember what I did for my 30th. I probably just was driving. That might have been the time I almost died. I don't remember. Mm. No. We were in the middle of a pandemic when I turned 30, so there was nothing we could do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. That was six years ago for me, so I don't quite remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <Sure>. Gross. <laughs> I'll be turning into Find him. my late 30s. Ugh. 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 So, uh, Man, now you're just getting hot. Oh, thanks. Hot 30s. Ooh. Into my hot 40s? There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, my 20s and my 30s have been kind of a dumpster fire, so maybe my 40s won't be as bad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> they keep Everyone keeps telling me as you get older, you know, your 30s are your highlight years or your golden years or whatever, and I'm like, no. No? no? Uh, doesn't, I don't think your so. Your 20s are the great years, you know? You're, you're, no? No, not so That's much. when I sing my, my theme song, which is, this shit is subjective. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, uh, uh, maybe I'll talk about that in the future, how my 20s and my 30s have been a shit show. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. It's fine. We're here. It's character building. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so this fall for me is highly entertaining and chaotic and crazy. All hinge on my work situation. Um, I don't even know where to begin to start because it is the worst possible scenario you could possibly. I mean, it's been so entertaining. That's part of one of the things that I love about this podcast, (laughs) getting the updates on your work because it's always a different dumpster fire. Dude. uh, Yeah, it is so chaotic Um, because the, the president has signed an executive order saying all federal employees have to get vaccinated. We're no longer doing the testing anymore. If you, you need to be vaccinated or else you will face disciplinary action, such as suspension and then termination. So it's pretty cut and dry, and people have been screaming about it, like, you can't fire me. And I'm like, this isn't our call. This is the president of the United States. Yeah. You want to go talk to him? <laughs> Sorry, you can't. Like, who are you even going to sue? It's not our, our agency. or our. It's the president. So good luck to you on that <laughs> endeavor. Um, so that's dumpster fire number one, which uh, St. Louis, the city that we were from and this local region, has 58% vaccinated in the state of Missouri is. And a lot of that is in St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of our employees. 
So a lot of people are going to leave because of that. I suspect uh, that's already been kind of the when we have all hands meetings and people are telling our director going, uh, you can't fire me. And our director going, sorry. <laughs> yes, I can. Actually. Yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a law now. So good luck. Um, it, uh, and when one person says that in this giant meeting, you know, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um so we could be losing a lot of our population then. And so a couple of weeks ago, they uh, talked about this. They had the CDC come in and look at our facility. And I kind of, you know, put on my tinfoil hat. How can we have filters for our HVAC system? If someone's breathing on me, it's like COVID isn't magically going to go through these filters and filter itself out when there's a person standing six feet in front of me. But whatever. So they've upped our capacity to instead of being at 10% or 25% is now 45%. That is our closed status because we're still in a high transmission for the St. Louis region. That is our new closed. It's 45%. So logically speaking, you would think I would keep my same schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, six to noon. And you do a PM shift from noon to six Mm. because historically we've been only open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. Sure. That logically tracks. That way you could have two groups and literally have close to 100% rotating in and out, different people, the same people, but also different people coming into the building at different times. Makes sense? Makes Correct? sense to me. No, or, that's not what we're doing. <coughs> oh. Not at all. Okay. Um, my schedule doesn't change on Monday. It changes the next week. Okay. Uh, which will be probably uh, five days a week, eight hours. Uh, so there's three shifts. There's three options that you can pick from. If you want to work at the facility that I work at, which is uh, where we move to, um, it's an AM shift from six, six to three. Oh, yeah. So you have 30 minutes of flex time. Historically, we've had flex time. You can come in any time, anywhere between 6 a.m. to 9:30 a.m. and then either work, you know, six to 2:30 or nine to six. Uh, and anywhere in between. So if you wanted to come in at, I don't know, 835, you would leave, you know, eight and a half hours later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you're given a flex time of 30 minutes. You can come in between 6 and 6.30 and leave at 2.30 or 3. That's option one. Option two is a revolutionary new PM shift, which is the worst PM shift I've ever heard in my entire life, from 3 to 9. And you're given two hours of weather safety leave. We've never had a PM shift historically ever in our facility or even agency. What is weather safety leave? That is what they're calling um, emergency leave. Like it is basically you're given two hours off to work this awful shift. What I, I'm getting it now when I work six to noon, I get two hours of weather safety leave. That's just something they had to code to make it OPM compliant and government compliant and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. So the second shift is... Uh, the PM shift from uh, three o'clock to nine PM, mm-hmm. uh, or you can go to a different facility that is fourteen miles away and have alternate flex time. So you could work anywhere between six to nine thirty at this other facility. Where's the facility? I uh, I don't want to dox. Uh, I'll tell you later. Okay. It was our old facility. Oh, okay. That we moved out of, which is hysterical because another agency was there uh, that gets paid more than us that does a similar situation than we do. They get paid more than us, and they send all their employees home because they've been 
digitalizing their stuff, and we haven't been. Mm. Yep. I thought they were digitalizing your stuff. Yeah, very slowly. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. It's just gotcha. taking, you know, an infinity amount of time. Yep. Uh, so that's dumpster fire number two. A lot of people were upset about that because I've been working since March of 2020, and I could land the PM shift just because. Yeah. So, so they don't give you an option? They're basically going to tell you this is your shift now? They gave us uh, preferred. What preferred shift, and you have to rate it one, two, three, uh, what you prefer because you may not get it. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. So I'm excited to be massively pissed off when I get that PM shift, and I've been there since March of 2020 working my butt off mm-hmm. on an AM shift. Yeah. So I'm excited about that um, to the point where I've already started applying to other agencies because I, I'm I'm just done. Sure. Um, Dumpster Fryer 3, <laughs> this whole digitalization of the records, they don't have an order of procedure. Um, what I'm supposed to do is get the paper record, uh, figure out what the person wants, and then send it out. That is my whole job. It's way more complicated than that. I've overly simplified it. It's a very simple version, sure. Yeah. Um, So uh, the whole digitalizing records was supposed to be another person doing it, scanning these these records, and so I would get it. Instead of a paper record, I'd get the digital record. Well, they don't have that in place, so it's up to me to now receive the paper record and either send it the copy to get copies made of it so I can put it through a feeder or scan in original documents. And let me guess. They don't have a standard, uh, what do they call it? Like a standard naming system for these documents? They do. Oh, okay. That's not the problem. I was just, I just figured that was going to be another dumpster fire is that they didn't have like a standard naming code. So it was going to be pure chaos in trying to find these documents. But it sounds like they at least thought about that. They did. It's still a massively broken system. And sure. again, we don't have a procedure. Because sometimes uh, uh, one person will have two records. Well, they haven't told us how to digitalize those two records yet. Yeah. So we could put these two different records into one file, which is something they probably don't want to do, instead of splitting it up to two. And that puts a whole lot of work on me, who is just supposed to look at what the guy wants and send it out. Now I'm doing like six other jobs. Not getting paid for it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. On top of, you may get a PM shift. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, conservatively, I think between 55% and 60% of our popul- population will leave. Um, it, it, the ineptitude by managers and the people that are above my pay grade, way above my pay grade, the lack of foresight, the fact that another agency who does kind of similar stuff has been digitalizing her other records for the last 10, 12 years and their employees are home, but we didn't have the foresight to do that. And so now we're all forced to come in and shift that we may not want or a facility we may not want to go to all in the sake of we need to be back at work. It's complete insanity and it's just insulting and uh, it's incredibly frustrating and, um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. On top of that, uh, I have an interview for a promotion on Thursday, um, which will be wild if I get this position um, because I don't know how they're going to manage all of this happening. People mm-hmm. leaving, new people coming in, um, and what my job description will actually be. 
Uh, so I've been applying to other agencies, which is the first time in like 10 years I've even considered of it because my job has been pretty cushy and kind of uh, brain dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you basically had a year off. Yeah. I mean, not really. You still went into work, but. Yeah. I mean, I have so much leave banked now because I basically take vacation. For example, yesterday, uh, Friday, I didn't have any telework. So I sat there and played video games all day. <laughs> Because I didn't have nothing to do, and I'm reporting it. I have nothing to do. This is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's above my period. This is your fault for not doing what you were supposed to do 10 years ago. So, you know, no skin off my teeth. But then it's like management's doubling down. I'm like, how can we screw over our employees to make more money? And it's like, oh, okay, well, you're just going to have people leave in droves. When Fortune 500 companies who pay six times more than what I make are leaving in droves because they're forced to return back to work, Mm -hmm. do you really think people are going to stay here? Do you really think so? Mm. Maybe the old timers who are getting set to retire, but um, young people? Nah. No. (laughs) So uh, it's been entertaining. I think, side note, one of my favorite things about you in this podcast is you, like, combine idioms. Mm-hmm. By no skin off my teeth. <laughs> I do I do that a lot. Because yeah, I, you do that a lot. <laughs> it makes me laugh internally. <laughs> yeah, I laugh every time you do something. Like, that's not my bag of tea? <laughs> yeah. And I get what you're saying. It's just funny. Because to me, that logically makes more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there is no skin on my teeth. There is no skin on your teeth. Yeah, so, there you go. No skin Wait. off your teeth. Right? <laughs> There's no skin on your teeth? Nope. Your teeth are actually bones, from what I remember mm. in biology. I guess I need to go to the dentist. Uh, they're a similar composition. They don't like they don't have marrow like bones do. They right. have roots. That's But yeah, they're sim- similar chemical compound. Indeed. Speaking of chemical compound. Ooh. I technically we probably are. Yeah, yeah, I am. A very complex chemical compound. Ooh. Sounds hot and mm. dirty. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of hot and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Transition. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Uh, as you've noticed in the title of this episode, which is, uh, I don't have a title yet. So I was going to say, what's the title, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out. Uh <laughs> When I make it up on Sunday. Okay. Uh, we're going to be talking about horror films. This is a whole new uh, show. And if you notice in your pod feed, this is actually season two, episode two. As we are completely rebranding, rebranding the podcast, um, I'm going to talk about it on November 1st on a Tim Talks where I do a tell-all on everything that's going on in my life uh, outside of my work crap because that's funny. Um, and just kind of the new breath of what the pod is going to be and my faith and all this other stuff because I've completely rebranded. So it sounds like I'm walking away from my faith and that's nothing can be further from the truth. I just, um, different season of life. And so we're changing the pod and it's going to be more like pop culture or history or whatever we feel like talking about. It's to be a show for that reason. I directly chose that name because we're the between something podcast and the whole pun of BS and that's normally what we do. It tracks. Mm-hmm. It's it tracks. Al- oh. almost like I have an MBA or something, and I know branding. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're, we're because it is the Spookums season. Uh, it is cl- 
close to Halloween, we're going to talk about horror films. Caleb and I briefly touched on it, um, but I thought we would go into a deeper dive of horror films. And Drew is probably the most horror aficionado. Aficionado. Yes. As is his favorite genre. Um, I like some horror. It's not really a favorite of mine, and I'll get into that. But let's first start with a question. What is horror? <laughs> I don't know, Tim. What is horror? I don't know. Okay. That's what I'm asking. Oh. I thought you had like a definition. Nope. Oh, okay. The Webster Dictionary says no. Curtis, <laughs> uh, I want you to go first because I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, there are movies where people are probably going to die because they're having sex and doing drugs and drinking alcohol in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good definition, not going to lie. Uh. I guess me? You want me now? Because you're the uh-huh. aficionado, the expert? Yeah. Uh, Spookum, scary. Um, I will also put in thriller and like the horror genre as well. It's something that makes your skin crawl a little bit or makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, I think a lot of the, I, I think the genre can be expanded. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Um, instead of like stabby stabby, it can be more like suspenseful and scary that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in general we <clears throat> classify horror films as like slashers or involving serial killers or some sort of demonic possession or a creature of some sort uh and there's usually murder involved or like you know tragic death. I think a lot of the times though we forget that horror in general I think is more centered around just fear. Yeah. And uh that's kind of where I I kind of point my needle towards is the fear aspect because uh, I think a lot of stuff that's not classified as horror films could definitely be, be so. So, For sure. Um, I'm going to throw a couple curveballs and I mentioned it on the middle, but I want to expand upon it. Um, the first Terminator movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I classify that as a horror film. Um, when you, It's basically the boogeyman chasing you. Like, that is the whole movie, is the boogeyman is after you. Yeah. Um, and even diving into, like, the old slasher films, like the Jason or the Freddy or the Halloween, where you have that slow, menacing figure chasing you, and the screaming girl falling over all the time. Like, that, that um, oh, what do you call that, that cliche of horror film. It's evident in Terminator. You have that. Horror ter- tropes. Horror tropes, yes. <clears throat> and you have that in that movie. Uh, yeah, because sure. a lot of people think uh, Terminator is an action film. I, I think T2 is action. T2 is definitely an action movie. But T1, Terminator, oh. You you watch that uh, watch that movie again with that filter of, oh, this is supposed to be scary. And right. it just changes the movie. Uh, because it's not an 80s sci-fi action film. It's It's... There's only one, like, maybe one or two action scenes in the entire movie. It's when he yeah. comes back to the police station and he blows everyone away. And there's a couple of car chases. That's it. A lot of it is just him menacing, walking, because he's a robot, yeah. chasing Reese and Sarah Connor. Yeah. Which is like horror 101. That's Jason, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone indestructible just coming after you. Yup. Yeah. Uh, so go back and watch that movie during the Halloween season and be like, oh, that changes things for me. The second movie I want to bring up is the first Alien movie. 
That's a good one. The 79, that is very, like, uh, jump scare, very much the boogeyman in the dark. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening. Um, <clears throat> which, again... I would say most people that I know that like that movie would classify that and it say that it is already classified as a uh, science fiction horror film. I th- for sure. I think people classify it as a sci-fi uh, action film. Really? Yeah. It's not an action film at all. Yeah, I don't remember no. there being There's like action. one like the part of action. The third one's like, there's a lot of action. but Well, the second one's definitely a sci-fi action film. Yeah. Yeah, that one's supposed to be. <clears throat> this is what they do, right? Like, because notice the pattern with these these films that call themselves action. A lot of the time they start off as horror or like horror suspense thriller, suspense thriller and then it morphs into an over-the-top action movie. Yeah. Uh if they if they have sequels. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it was out of necessity with the budget. I mean, I think the first alien movie had a budget of like five dollars or something. Yeah. Um, sounds about right. That was probably whatever like, pocket lint they had on hand at the time. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, and the same with the Terminator. It was a low budget film too. Mm-hmm. Um uh there's a Netflix series called the the movies that made us and it's a fascinating documentary where they bring up all these people and it's like all these great movies from the eighties or nineties. Yeah. Um where they talk about like the shoestring budgets. Like Halloween was made for like fifty grand or something crazy like that. And yeah, it made like millions. Yeah, it's like millions. one of the most iconic like horror movie franchises uh-huh. out there. Everybody knows Halloween. Right. It's, and Nightmare on Elm Street, same way. Mm-hmm. The Jason movie is the same way. And that first Jason movie, Jason's not even in it, I don't think. It's been a No, you time. see him at the very end. Yeah, because it's the mother that kills everybody. Yes. And the second one, he's not even wearing the Jason mask. Nope. He has like a bag over his head. It's the third one where they start getting crazy with the mask and the lore of Jason. Which is just funny how it morphs into that. And then that's the thing that people remember. Uh-huh. And they think that that's like, you know, the theme throughout the whole thing. It's like, no, the first. The first one where they're at Camp Crystal Lake is so different from the other ones. Right. I mean, it just basically becomes a, a gore porn. Uh, yeah, whereas, exactly. You know, teenagers having sex and uh, then get brutally murdered. Get brutally murdered yeah. and gallons upon gallons of fake blood are just yeah. spewed everywhere. And a, yeah. a lot of those Jason movies, even some of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, I haven't watched them all, become a comedy to me. Where, I mean, I think it's Jason Takes Manhattan, which is the seventh one, where he punches a dude's head off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's Jason Goes to Hell... Which is one of one of the worst horror movies ever created. Um, yeah, if you is, haven't seen it, Tim, are like demons afraid of Jason? That's the next one. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to give that one a go. That I, sounds like a good one to watch. Jason in the Space was pretty terrible. Jason yeah. X. Jason Jason X. X was really bad. Yes, but <laughs> at least that one had some production value. Jason Goes to Hell. They the I don't know if the budget was low or what was going on, but it is. It's a real piece of work. That's what I'm going to say about it. Some of the Nightmare on Elm Streets get weird. I don't even know how many of them are. I've only seen like the first couple of those. Yeah, I've seen one and two. Yeah, the one with Johnny Depp in the bed. Yeah. Um, and I think the sequel. 
And the Jason movies just become farcical. <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of these continuing series um, from like the the 60s, 70s, and 80s are pretty bad. Um, they just, I don't know, they just didn't. <laughs> I, they're trying to, you know, milk as much as they can out of it and forgot the importance of like knowing when to stop. I guess because yeah, it's just yeah, and that's why a lot of them have been rebooted unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know they've rebooted Nightmare on Elm Street and it didn't go over well. I think they did. It was more of a mystery than a horror movie. Really, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was like the entire time you were trying to figure out why Freddy Krueger like came back because there was like the real Freddy Krueger and like he died. But it was like, he was such a nice guy. And why is yeah. he? Yeah, so it was more of a mystery. Interesting. That they didn't really explain everything until the very end. Perfect. He was a nice guy? Like, how they portray him through, like, the first half of the movie. Like, other than, like, the leather face. But, like, right. him as an actual person, they, like, like portray him as good, decent guy. Really? Yeah. Because the original lore was he was like a child predator, mm. and the parents set him on fire. Yeah, and if well, <laughs> like if you watch like the watching the remake, that's they use that same story, mm-hmm. but like they're doing it from the eyes of the kids, and like they completely forgot about him, uh, like and what happened to them. But like everything that they could find, all the research they could do is like, oh, he was a decent person. But it's like towards the end, the parents are like, yeah, we caught that guy in fire, and we beat the hell out of him because of what he did to you. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Uh, and they rebooted Jason, and I don't think that went over very well. Um, Halloween, they keep trying to do every couple of years, it seems like. Mm-hmm. There's a new one this year. Yeah. Uh, there was a new one, what, what, two or three years ago? Probably. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There probably would have been one last year. Probably. But like the thing <laughs> is, is that it's though. not like they're not even rebooting. It's just a continuation. Well, they brought back because Jamie Lee Curtis keeps coming in, and like she has a daughter now, and like Michael Myers is back, and it's just this fucking. I don't know. It's just ridiculous thing. And I think now in this new one, they're supposed to be finally showing Michael Myers' face. Why? I don't know. Weird. Mm. Weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, horror films. Uh, the The genre has gotten different. Like in the eighties and nineties, it was all like slasher, indestructible person killing everyone. And then it becomes. And I think when this happens in the two thousands, and correct me if I'm wrong, where it becomes more like gore porn, and like the saws come out. Hostile yeah, it started out. with saw. Yeah, or Hostile. like. Uh... Hostel, yeah, that's what it was called. Um, and a few others like that, like House of Wax. Mm-hmm. I remember House of Wax was bad, and then they also rebooted My Bloody Valentine, and uh, that one was just ridiculous. <laughs> like just so much blood, <laughs> like li- like just like Curtis was saying earlier, just gallons, gallons. Yeah, I remember going to the theater and watching House of Wax. Um, and Paris we, Hilton. Paris Hilton. We clapped when she died. We <laughs> cheered. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but I remember feeling sick after that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I remember watching because uh, Jared wasn't it. Jared Padalecki was in it, and like he got turned to wax, but he was still like alive in there. Ooh. Yep. And they like cut him, and he's like can't do any. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And it becomes like this gore porn fest, like hostile. I remember watching Hostile in the theater too, and going, "Oh, this is just uncomfortable. Like it's not even scary. This is just gross." Same yeah. like the Saw movies. Well, so Saw for me was never good, personally. Um, the for, for me, it was all about that like shock factor. Yeah. For people, and that's why they went to go see it. And then f- people finally caught on and were like, this shit's not actually good. <laughs> the story's not interesting. It's just people being tortured, and we get to watch it. And yeah. it's like, if you like this kind of shit, it's kind of weird. And maybe <laughs> you should go see a uh, a therapist. But, um, yeah. And, like, that that to me saw, like, kick-started all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And then... Finally, I th- I would say that like we we've gotten to this now psychological horror type of stuff mm-hmm. uh, that deals with I think it's dealing with mental health a lot, um, kind of like nodding that mental health is a serious issue, right. um, and I think that starts with uh, well it didn't start with the Conjuring but the Conjuring kind of like really brought it up, yeah yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, that also has to do with, like, witches and evil shit, too. But it definitely nods at at, uh, mental health. And Insidious is the same way. Mm. I don't know if you guys have seen those films, but they're... The first two are pretty good. Um, Yeah, because you get, like, The Exorcist. uh, That was an 80s horror film, which was vastly different from all the other crap that was going on. Um, with the possession stuff. And then you have, yeah. like, a, a law where they don't deal with it until, like, um, The Conjuring and all those films that become, like, this evil, demonic possession yeah. stuff, which uh, I was never really into. And I talked about it in the middle, so I'm not going to repeat myself very much, but it's just being a, a part of ministry and a part of that like thing. It just felt weird to me to watch these films and, because it's like, yeah. uh, do we really want to be playing with that? Like that stuff that could actually happen and is actually in the Bible. And it's like, uh, yeah, but more power to you. <coughs> watch. I understand stuff. your, uh, your sentiment there. I think for me, they are more interesting because, it is like a true horror that we know is a thing that could possibly happen. Uh, yeah. No. And, well, as Christians that we know is a thing, you know, obviously not everybody believes that that's reality, uh, but that's a reality for us. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why it's more interesting to me. I've never, I, I don't know if it's because I'm just desensitized to it or what, but my mom's the same way, Tim. She won't, get involved with any of that kind of stuff. She doesn't want to watch it. She doesn't want to think about it, all that kind of stuff. But for me, it's like vastly more interesting. And uh, I'm actually, I've never been scared of that kind of stuff. And I I don't know if it's because I am so 
steadfast in my faith or what. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I just like, I don't know. It just doesn't scare me. You know what movie scared the shit out of me as a kid? Hmm. Critters. Really? Yeah. Hilarious. I don't know why. Like I was so <laughs> afraid of Critters as a kid. I, I Again, I talked about this in the middle, but the movie that messed me up and I still cannot watch is Event Horizon. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Event Horizon's fucked. No, that's one of the that's one of the movies that has actually scared me. Yeah. Yeah. I I and I have my parents have always had like all the movie channels, uh HBO, uh Cinemax, mm-hmm. Stars, whatever, all of them. So, you know, I'm a young teenager, even like a kid. I think that film came out in like ninety seven. Yeah. And I probably watched it in like ninety nine or whatever. Oh God. I still think about that film and I'm going, Nope. I'm trying to remember. I don't know when Critters came out, but I know that I was like. That was like early 90s. Well, yeah. yeah Critters I, is I like think, 91, 92, I think. I think I watched it when I was, I don't know how. <laughs> oh, no. I was it's like 86. Three or four. Oh. I was like a kid kid. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I was in grade school yet. Or if I was, it was like kindergarten, first grade. Wasn't Kevin Bacon in that one? Or was that uh That was Tremors. Tremors. Tremors is a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I love those movies. At least the first three. Uh, uh, you wouldn't know anyone from from Critters. They're they're no namers. They're not actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Event Horizon had some like huge names in it. Um, Sam Neill, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne. I don't remember. Yeah, Fishburne. Yeah. Um, dude. Yeah. If you want to be creeped out, watch that movie. Uh, but warning, I no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, I, I, you know. I think Event Horizon, I'll just dive into it a little bit here to put some perspective. Event for Horizon for me was actually scary because there's no way out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're in fucking space. Yep. Where are you going to go? You can't just walk out the front door of the spaceship. <laughs> I mean, you could. <laughs> You can't just get in your car and leave. You know what I'm saying? Like like yeah. in every other movie, like they could just Yeah, like leave. they should just do instead of going and hiding behind the chainsaws in the shed, they don't get into the running car and drive away. Yeah. <laughs> I love that commercial. That's a good Geico commercial. <laughs> uh speaking of which, uh and we'll get into this with my movie, my top five horror films, uh there's a new scream coming out. Yes. Have you watched the trailer? I have not. Uh, no. The trailer is phenomenal. It harkens back to the first scream where she gets the phone call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Cindy; it's someone else. It's a new girl entirely, sure. and she gets a phone call. And do you want to play a game? That kind of crap. Or what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. Um, well, her house all has that electronic locks, windows. That's all Wi-Fi connected, yeah. and with your phone. Smart home. Smart home, and the killer unlocks it and she has it on her phone trying to lock it and it's just like oh man they're finally addressing the fact that everyone has computers in their pockets yeah they're finally that, that, a horror film that's that actually sounds doing like a that. good premise yeah like, when it's put like that yeah when you actually have like that manipulation of technology because how 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 can you get away from it like drew said like there's a running car everyone has cell phones how how are you mm-hmm. getting killed here yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they may actually address it and the killer may use it to his advantage um it's very interesting 
And uh, this I is, keep my opinions about that to myself because I might ruin it for some people. What is that? <laughs> well, okay. So, for instance, my dad's home is all uh, smart home enabled, like everything. Mm-hmm. And all he has to do is just cut the power in his house and everything locks. Right. Uh, but tell a teenage scream girl or a teenage right, scared, exactly. scared girl yeah. that. And so there's someone trying to unlock your door and your first instinct is to run down to your... Uh, kill the power box. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, uh, not horror film related, but the St. Louis thing um, has nothing to do with this, but it just makes me think about the technology. People have been stealing cars from gas stations yeah. because of key fobs. Yep. So like a person will get out of their car and have their key fob in their pocket and pump gas and all you have to do is run into the car and hit the start button and drive away. Which is yep. really interesting to me because, like, my Corolla was that way. Uh-huh. But it wouldn't work. Really? Yeah. If hmm. the key fob was not inside the car, it would not start. Hmm. Unless That's people how are, my Rogue is. Unless <laughs> they're leaving the key fob in the car. Which is highly likely, which I could totally see that. Yeah. Because people are dumb. Yes. Especially if you're just at a gas station. Yeah. But, yeah, like 14 cars have been stolen that way. I heard something about that, but I didn't get any details, but that's really interesting. Yep. Um, and I've been worried about my car getting stolen. Now that I hear it's all of the, uh, just the key fob ones. Eh, Frank's fine. <laughs> I want to put a kill switch on Sally, just for entertainment's sake. That would be fun. Yeah, put it hidden somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's move into your top five horror. Horror. Horror? Horror? Horror. Uh, in horror. no specific order. Okay. Um. I really liked the generally the first one, not any of the sequels in this list, but Paranormal Activity. Okay. I thought that was a really well done, like, thriller, scary movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, overly bloody. It was just a demon possession. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't even, what? it wasn't like a demon possession, like The Exorcist. Right. It was like a ghostly entity was just following this individual her entire life. Right. And,. Like, when they tried to, to, like, address it and document it, that's when it, like, started acting out and actually causing real damage. Is that the one where there's a whole lot of, like, night camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. a guy, like, bought a camera and just started recording stuff around the house, uh-huh. and, like, weird stuff just started happening, mm-hmm. and, like, stuff moving. Even at one point, they, like, put flour down, and, like, you can see, like, it's step in the flour, and you can see the footsteps follow behind it and there's nothing there nice yeah it's, i think it's well done okay yeah <clears throat> it's uh, uh very tricky but very well done for sure yeah i didn't watch any of the sequels just because i didn't want to <laughs> be disappointed <laughs> after watching the, the second one's not bad but after that it gets really bad yeah <clears throat> that's kind of what i heard i yeah again didn't want to be disappointed by the first one. First one is a classic to me right also, uh, quarantine. Quarantine. I don't think I know that one. So that's another found footage yeah, type. Yeah, it's a found film. Footage. It's very good. Yeah, I think my entire list is probably all found footage. <laughs> uh, because it's essentially like there's like this horrible. It's almost essentially a zombie sickness is about like breaking out, and they're trying to keep it contained inside this home where it started. Okay. And so like, there's like two police officers and like tenants in this house that they go in there to like, cause somebody died and they're like trying to take him out. But
but somehow people knew and they just like locked the building down wouldn't let them out and literally everybody dies it's great (laughs) i think i have seen that in passing only scenes Mm -hmm. yeah it was really good and it definitely spooked me Mm. like especially the end i thought it It, was very also again very well done if i remember right it's like a form of human rabies that turns people into these like wild animal type yes because this guy had like a shit ton of rats that he was keeping in the attic attic where he lived and he like uh he got like infected with some sort of form of rabies and uh was he alive he was alive up there yeah but he was like kind of nasty and weird yeah he he was very grotesque they only showed him for like a split second yeah, he like jumped at the camera, and that was it. It was like the very end, and, and that was that was the end. And, and scroll credits, you see this yep. just messed up dude living in the attic with all of his rats. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. That one's well done. Nice. And again, another one. This one wasn't so like creepy or scary, but it was definitely a suspense thriller. It was Cloverfield? Mm. One I haven't seen. I haven't seen another anything. found footage film. Yeah. yeah, you haven't seen Cloverfield. No, I definitely recommend seeing that one. It just passed me. I don't. I remember the hype about it because mm-hmm. um, that was a JJ film, right? I think so. And yes, he, it was. And he made like a was it a prequel or a sequel that was way different? Yeah, I saw that one. That too. is the that is the prequel. Uh, um, like John. Oh no, no. Goodman is in it that is, film. Yep. Yeah. It is a sequel. It's the woman that's in Scott Pilgrim and then John Goodman, and they're living during the time of these alien attacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the beginning of the movie shelter. is like them hearing the announcement on the radio that something has happened in New York, mm-hmm. and then John Goodman kidnaps her and takes her into the bomb shelter. Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's a Cloverfield. Yeah. Okay. So, it, But it's like Cloverfield's something lame. Like an address. That's the second yeah. one, which I think it's a good movie, but I think the first one was actually a really good thriller because you had no idea what was going on. Yeah, like, agreed. The majority of the movie. Okay. Uh, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the Amityville horror remake. Okay. Because I think Ryan Reynolds played such a great psycho. <laughs> Uh, I may have seen scenes, but I remember the old one more. Mm-hmm. And again, that one wasn't super bloody or anything. It was just a suspense curiosity thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, Ryan Reynolds was an amazing psycho in that movie. Perfect. That's four. Dig deep. I am. I'm trying to dig deep. Hmm. Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you. Uh, those Ernest movies, I I think, are classics. Oh, absolutely! I was just looking this morning to see if there's any. They're all on YouTube. Like you have to buy them on YouTube. That's the only way you can watch those movies. Wow. Yeah. They're old too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid was '91. Jeez, I remember watching that film a lot. Yeah, I watched that movie so much as a kid. Uh, I just have scenes in my head. I can't tell you anything about that movie. I just remember, like, he found this, like, scroll, like, magic book that was like, here's the weakness to these troll creatures. But it's like, 
kind of messed up and he's reading it and he's like long island meack <laughs> but like somehow the dog was like no milk and the dog like goes gets kids and he gets the milk and somehow teaches the kids that the milk is what's going to stop these goblin creatures <laughs> nice yeah nice um any comments drew on Ernest scared stupid no, you can you can take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go and I'll leave our professional to school us. Uh, mine are kind of all sequels. Like there's the original movie and then the sequel movie that I like. Okay. Uh, because I'm very original. Not at all. Okay. Uh, Scream one and two. Uh, so that's two movies. Uh, I I I I feel like those movies did the actual slasher film great service like they just it, it, it they took it away from jason or freddy and they made it something like mysterious and thriller and you don't know and it becomes like a murder mystery um type thing and then the twist at the end of the first one was just chilling um and those kids are just psychotic and it just makes you feel like just gross um, and then you have like the Jamie Kennedy commentary about horror films and this will happen and that will happen. And this is how things go. And they do it. They, they follow the horror trope, but they do it completely differently at the same time. And they double down with the second one. And the mm. second one, I think actually is a good sequel. Um, the third and the third one, not so much. Uh, the fourth one was kind of uh, basically just a retelling of the first one. And now I'm interested to in see what the fifth one does. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very, I think, an underrated franchise, really. Uh, it goes beneath the radar for a lot of people. Uh, maybe because they're old in the 90s, like Drew was talking about. Like, they're just, uh, don't hold up well, maybe. Um, my other two, and maybe an honorable mention, are the first Evil Dead, Evil Dead 1 and 2. Two is really just one, but better. <laughs> and then honorable mention, Army of Darkness, like that whole series. That's where you start to get into the like, you can make horror grotesque and scary, but also insanely funny. Mm-hmm. What Bruce Campbell does in those films is just like campy and funny. Um, when he chops his hand off because his idle hand like attacks him, it's hilarious. That whole bit, um, and the deadites uh, are scary. Like when they go in the basement, it's, it's creepy, and the bouncing against the basement. Oh yeah, and the blood, <laughs> the gallons of blood that shoot off of him from the wall. Oh, just beautiful. Uh, so I love those two films. And Army of Darkness is kind of a wild one, and it's completely different. Uh, but yeah, I love Evil Dead, and even when he came back in the Star series, I was I was watching that as well. It wasn't as good, but still, Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell, give me more, please. Um, and I have to give this one credit: uh, Dawn of the Dead, the first one, Ooh. the George Romero one. It mm-hmm. does not hold up whatsoever, but just the creation of zombies. And that whole now new genre of horror films. And it's kind of creepy because you deal with like other people are panicking and kind of, uh, you know, the Walking Dead premise mm-hmm. of it's not so much. Yeah, we have this the, the zombies to deal with, but it's other people that are corrupt and evil that you have to deal with, too. 
and we're kind of seeing that with COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Dawn of the Dead, the first one, uh, again, does not hold up whatsoever because like there's a scene where uh, the zombie pushes over somebody and they're just dead. <laughs> and there's like, oh, all right, okay. All right. But it's 1968 is when that film came out, I do believe. It's all black and white, which just makes it all creepier. Sure, yeah. Um, another honorable, a couple more honorable mentions for me. Uh, Blair Witch Project, that first one. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think I've ever seen the Blair Witch Project. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Curtis, you will not like it. Really? Yeah. Even if you like, were... If you like Cloverfield and... Paranormal activity and that kind of stuff, you will not like Blair Witch Project because nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's all about the suspense mm-hmm. and then it leads up to it and then nothing happens. Huh. Yeah. But I, that whole, like, basically the last 10 minutes of that film. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, I, and the whole tension building up to like that last bit of the movie is I think really well done, but it is like an hour and 20 minutes before you get to like the bone chilling tension and thrill. Yeah. The bone chilling truth. Yeah. Uh, but you have to deal with an hour and 30 minutes of basically idiots walking around the woods. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, and to be fair, it was, I think the nineties where not everyone had a pocket computer. Yeah, 90s or like early 2000s, I think, is when it came out. Yeah. Uh, And you wouldn't have necessarily GPS, so it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, those things were pretty new. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead. came out in 99. 99. Shaun of the Dead. Yep, please. Number one? Yeah. Well, nice. Not my number one, uh, but I love Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. I gave you like 12 movies, but. Yeah, that's my top five. In there. <laughs> <laughs> also, of those in my top five. Yep. Because nice. I just love all those films. I mean, you have a lot of like Dawn of the Dead. I have to give props to Dawn of the Dead. You wouldn't have like the typical zombie movie without Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. And uh, George Romero and that whole genre. Because then you get into like the infected, which are zombies, like World War Z or Twenty Eight Days Later, um, which to me is a different genre of zombie. I'm talking the slow walking horde of zombie and you start out with on dead um, mm-hmm. and the walking dead and somewhere premise. Like it's not so much about there's an individual zombie is fine. It's when you have a bunch of them mm-hmm. and not, and also dealing with the apocalypse and people. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked, they did the entire first season, but they did it like a recover in black and white. For whatever reason, I love the season one of Walking Dead in black and white way better than the original. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did that. Yeah. Yeah. That first season of Walking Dead is so good. It's so good. And it they put it in black and white, and it was like, it's so much better somehow. They they lost me, I think, around season seven or eight when Negan popped up. And it was just like, eh. Yeah, I was bored by the time Negan was there. <sighs> okay, uh, Drew, school us. Take us to school. I'm not going to take you to school. I think all of your guys' opinions are valid. <coughs> um, but I, but I will do really a top feel? five. But how do you uh, really so feel? N- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what would you say? So, but how do you really feel? 
No, I do. I think I think I, everything you guys said was good. I'm just messing um, with you. So number five for me is actually Army of Darkness. Uh, oh, Bethany. I love that movie. I actually hate the other Evil Dead films. I think they are uh, softcore porn with blood and the gore porn. Yeah, kind of like a uh, soft and not great story. I think the Army of Darkness just takes um, Ash's character and turns it into exactly what it was supposed to be from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and everything that you said, just how there's hilarity mixed in with this gore, um, and there's kind of like a, a story going on there. It's not like super intriguing or anything, but it's interesting enough to keep you engaged. Um, and it holds up really well because it never took itself seriously. So very true. Those are like the best ones because you can go back and watch it and not be disappointed because you know exactly what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's my number five. My number four is probably, I would say, The Witch. I don't know if you guys have seen that or heard of it. Nope. Um, but it is a, it is mostly a suspense movie. Uh, it's set <clears throat> in, like, early colonial times uh, here in the United States and, uh, like, during Salem Witch Trial type okay times and uh, there's this family that lives kind of out in the woods isolated because that's kind of the way a lot of people lived back then and uh, they're farmers but experiencing kind of a bit of a famine like they were going through a period of time where the crops weren't growing and they were having a hard time providing uh, food for the family and whatnot and uh, come to find out that the whole situation is being caused by this witch that lives out in the woods near where they're at. Um, and, like, basically the movie starts out... It, it's kind of hard to explain, but, the like, everything about the movie is just done very well. Uh, the actors and actresses were selected perfectly... And the film work especially was done very well. Uh, the way that they filmed everything is scary. Like, I don't I don't know how to describe it other than saying that you just know something's wrong, like, the whole time during this movie. <clears throat> um, and it starts out with, uh, like, there's a newborn baby that gets kidnapped by the witch, and they have no idea where what happened to it. And uh, it's... As a dad now, that's, like, one of the most terrifying things to even think about. But uh, it's just, it's very, very good. Um, So that's my number four. My number three, I'm probably going to go, it's kind of hard to say. Let's see. Let me let me do a little bit of thinking here. It's between a few different things. That's why I listed 12 movies. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So I'm the host. I can make up the rules. Yeah. That's also why. Honestly, The Shining is still amazing. Mm. Shining is a good one. That's a good call. Uh, Stanley Kubrick is just a genius, and uh, Jack Nicholson in that movie 
great psycho. He plays like the best insane person I've ever seen. Like being up in in of an environment like that and just going absolutely bonkers uh is just I don't know. It, it just it, it's a very good film. The only scene that I don't like in that movie that everyone like always fawns over is the stupid blood hallway. I think it's really dumb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the rest of that film is top-notch horror, and if you have not seen The Shining, anyone that listens, please give it a chance uh, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, because it is it is one of the better films, especially since the actors and actresses in that movie are actually, you know, good at what they do, which is not normal for horror. It's true. Didn't they um, just recently reboot that? It was kind of more based on the book. Yes. Yeah. Um, it is about, uh, what was it called, actually? Yeah, it was given a different name. It wasn't called The Shining. I think uh, because the book isn't called The Shining. Is no, it? it is not. And for what I remember, uh, oh, who is that guy? Uh, uh, Stephen King mm-hmm. hated yeah. The Shining. Oh, yeah, Dr. Sleep, that's what it's called. Dr. Sleep, with um, Obi-Wan. I can't think of that. Yes, Ewan is in it. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. yeah. It was... I haven't seen Dr. Sleep, to be honest with you. I haven't um, either. I haven't, I just know that uh, I think Stephen King liked it better because it was more about the book. Mm-hmm. So. To be fair, Stephen King has had some... Uh, more than questionable opinions about a lot of movies. It's true. That uh, he helped with that were, like, amazing, and then he thought they were shit because he's kind of stupid. Because, <laughs> you know, he's an author, not a film director, but we won't get into that. True. Uh, my number two is The Conjuring, the, the mm-hmm. original one. Uh, I think, like, now people view it as like a really good horror film and when it came out it was good but i'm i'm expecting it to be kind of like this cult classic you know how we talk about halloween and uh child's play and hellraiser and nightmare on elm street and stuff like that i think it's going to be talked about in that circle uh you know 20 30 years from now and i hope it does cuz i just think that it's so well done um and the story most of those films are actually pretty decent. Um, the latest one that's in kind of that universe was really bad, but um, that's what happens when you take powers away from the director that directed the original and just slap his name on it and say he did something when he really didn't. Uh, so Perfect. That's another one where if you haven't seen it, you definitely need to give it a try if you're not into demonic possession stuff that one's kind of a hard one to watch because that is the main story these people uh moved to a home that is on some property that was originally owned by this like very threatening and very evil witch who was hung because she was a witch uh back in the uh colonial times and uh her there's a house that was built on her land and everyone who's ever lived there has died and all of their ghosts keep coming and affecting this family that's current currently living there and she the big bad witch uh also is affecting them and it's 
it's a good one. There's a lot of like really scary moments in it. Nice. Um, and I actually jumped at it, which uh, I hadn't jumped at a horror film in probably ten years before that movie came out. Nice, nice. And then for my number one, number one. Uh, this is probably gonna surprise a lot of people if you're into horror, but it's The Strangers. Oh, why do I know um, that one? Was that Tim Oliphant? No. No. Um, the Strangers the has Liv Tyler in it, and uh, Scott Speedman. He was in the Underworld films with Kate Beckinsale, the dude who's like the wolf uh, vampire hybrid. I don't know if you guys have seen that film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, he... Uh, it. For some reason, it doesn't have like great reviews anywhere, and they've recently made a new one set in this universe. Um, but like, I'll just give you a little synopsis. This is going to be from Wikipedia. Uh, so li- it's a psychological horror film. Um, Kristen and James, who stay a vacation at a uh, va- stay at a vacation home, is dis- disrupted by three masked criminals who inf- infiltrate their home, and like, so the f- the two people that you see frequently in the film, uh, the killers, quote unquote, one of them is wearing like a potato sack on his head, and it sounds ridiculous, but for some reason it's actually scary, and just the way that they cut into it, it kind of reminds me of Scarecrow's mask from uh, Batman Begins. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at pictures of it. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> then the what I would say is probably the wife of the dude with the sack on his face uh, is wearing, I believe, a bunny mask that looks like it's from... Oh, no, it's not a bunny mask. It's just like a woman's face mask. But it's like something that you would see in Art Deco kind of style of stuff. Um... I don't know, just the way that they, they set these characters up is very creepy, and then they have this woman that's probably their daughter that's also there. And, like, there's no reason for anything that's happening in this film other than these people just want to kill these other people. <clears throat> and I think that's what made it so scary for me when I first saw it, because there was no why for anything. And I was like, yeah, there's actually just people in the world that just enjoy murdering people. And that's the reason why they're doing it. It reminds so, me of the last house on the left. It's it's got a similar vibe for sure. Um, and I haven't watched The Strangers in a long time. The last time I watched it, it was it like it held up, but it wasn't as scary as I remember. But I also am much older now, yeah, than when I watched it the first time. But just like that memory of when I first watched it. It was one of the only films to this date that actually scared me and, like, made me not sleep well. <laughs> so. Perfect. There uh, you go. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one's really creepy. Mm-hmm. The sequels, that is. That's a good one. The sequel uh, was weird. Um, yep. even, even the rebooted Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel, when I think that was mid-2000s, like 2000. Five, yeah, I think, seven, I, I think I saw that one. Um, that beginning scene. Oh, God. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, where she takes 
the gun out of her hoo-ha and shoots herself. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen that. You haven't seen the rebooted one? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's creepy. Um, hoo-ha gun. Nice. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha gun. I mean, because she's wearing a dress, and she pulls out a gun from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's no pockets. So yep. I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot, there's a lot of uh, weird, uh, creepy horror films. Um, For sure. So that was our conversation. We're going to end the show. Uh, top five horror films. It is the spookum season of Halloween and candy and ghouls and goblins and ghosts. Um, what is interesting about our list is none of them were really new movies. Uh, Curtis, I think, had the most newer movies. Um, breaching in the 2010s. A lot of our films were older movies. Um, there was the, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, God. Uh, the comedian, African-American. It was the duo, Michael Key or Keegan. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Yeah, what was his Get movie? Out. Get Out. Apparently, Get that's out. A, supposed to be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I've uh, never seen it. I haven't either. Uh, yeah, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, as a horror film. So, yeah. Uh, that's the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Please leave us a review wherever a review, review is possible. And if you're new to the show, because this is season two, welcome to the new format and the new kind of vibe for the show. We're going to try to keep uh, the shows about an hour long. We bleed it over longer. It's fine. Yeah, we typically do that. We typically do. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Know that I love you, and goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.